Hi everyone, good day. It's uh, Colin Power here from Into Infinity. And uh, yet today we're going to be looking a little bit more about broadcasting um, using fourth dimensional mathematics and a little bit how that works with something called the cosmic background radiation and constants such as epsilon naught, upsilon naught and z naught. All of those are important constants because they control the speed of light, which uh, we call the number three to make it nice and easy. And so if you think about, uh, we'll be talking about this, we had a little presentation about the Earth, and so uh, let's say x divided by 4 equals 3, yeah? And what we found out, if you think about it, the x has to be 12, and that's what we call z naught. So think about what's happening. Uh, number 4 we call uh, u naught, it's normally 4 pi. Um, 12 divided by 4 equals 3. So what we're really saying there is actually uh, that's, a, that's a perfect kind of balance between the magnetic uh, resistance and, and, a, and a number divided by you know, the magnetic resistance. Uh, and we get the number three out of that, which is the speed of light. Okay, so um, if we take the number 12, yeah, and we divide it by six, uh, we get two, don't we? That's the number two. And so um, uh, both of those numbers are quite quite key numbers you know um, the number two can be squared to made four so once again we get back to our number four it's the it's the square root isn't it of the uh, of the magnetic constant yeah that's right two is the square root of four so it's all very easy isn't it yeah so now we've got these two equations 12 divided by four equals three and 12 divided by six equals two what we can actually say is they say you know the reason the speed of light is limited is because six divided by two equals three and that's how you sort of devolve all of those complicated uh, equations to do with the speed of light in uh, our dimensionless science and uh, geometric science stuff. So um, what we notice then is actually it, it's actually 2 squared equals 4. Um, so if we looked on the other side of the equation, we've got 12, 12, uh, with a 4 underneath and a 6 underneath. And if we square the 4, yeah, we're going to get a square of 16. And you find that as the limitation of the atom, the square numbers in the atom, we've got a 16 positive and a 16 negative in the electrons, uh, which is the maximum they can reach within a single orbital. So that's all energy and the quanta of energy, if you think of it like that. So um, what else have we got? If we, if we take the number 6 and we, let's take this equation here, 12 divided by 6 equals 2. And if we square that equation, what we get is the number 36 and 4, say at the bottom, we're going to square the 6. And we're going to square the four. And that's actually um, how uh, science kind of, uh, it doesn't perceive uh, the, the speed of light limitation like that. But actually, if you look into science, when we made the translation using dimensionless science, you will find that, you know, um, E naught equals 1 over 36 and U equals 4 pi. And when you times them together, you get the speed of light. So, um, well, actually 36 pi, they put, yeah, so both of them on the pi function, and that takes the pi out of the speed of light. But um, actually, uh, we've put pi into the speed of light because of the fact that we're measuring space and time in a circle. So, as you can sort of imagine, if we put the two pi's back in, the 6 pi and the 4 pi, it actually, when you multiply them together, you get pi squared, 3 pi squared. 
Um, but actually, we don't need to put pi in. We can straighten out time space, and we can just measure things in a straight line rather than an arc all the time. And we can then you know, get rid of the pi, and we can get to more simple-to-work-with equations. So um, the important thing to realize here is then that the number 12, we call it, or 120 pi, is um, is what we call the z-naught uh, kind of constant in science and what that means is if you're in if you're in cosmic background radiation zero no air no atoms just that cosmic background radiation there's going to be a resistance which we talked about a magnetic resistance and an electric resistance magnetic resistance we call six um sorry two and the electric resistance we call six um and they're squared um but we can d square them to flatten space if you like make your life a little bit easier but the number 12 is uh, a function of that, yeah? It's a function of that squaring. Um, and so uh, if we think about the number 12, it's it's kind of like um, a combination of the number 3 and 4, yeah? And so now this is where we're going to get back into how do we broadcast. Okay, so that's just a little bit of sciencey knowledge. And in the next part, we're going to talk about how do we broadcast. So hopefully that's cleared up a little bit about cosmic background radiation and how all that works. Uh, to form the speed of light and causality. So what we want to do is we want to try and transmit a signal um, you know, at the speed of light and get clo as close to causality as possible. And so the best way to do that is to find the number 12. Uh, and then we have to adjust that number 12 because we're not going to be sending it through the background ether. We're going to, there's, there's molecules in the way. And uh, air molecules have a certain refraction number which allows us to work all of that out. And we can use resistors to um, compensate for all of that. But I want to give you the raw format as if we were traveling through space and how we would transmit a signal at zero. Um, and so when we transmit a signal at zero, um, what we're really uh, looking at here is uh, what we call the hexagonal plane. Yeah. Uh, and so and we've got on the hexagonal plane, what we can do is we can put some numbers here. We're going to draw a hexagon. Here we are. Let's draw a hexagon. Okay. And we're going to write around in a clockwise direction, start at the top, yeah, with the triangle, inside the triangle at the top, six triangles there. One, two, three there. And, and then once we get to three, we're going to go back down to one, two. We're going to go back down. We've got five numbers there. And there's a little gap. We're going to just color that in there. Da, 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 da. And we can call that maybe minus three because it's, it's a non, it's a non thing. Yeah. So what we have is one, two. That's the number two. And one, two, three. We've got the number three there as well. And it's on the hexagonal plane. And what we can do is we can, um, we can draw another triangle. Uh, for those who know uh, a pattern called the flower of life. Yes, you can create this using that. And uh, it's a good idea to do so for the next process because it makes it all really nice and easy. So you can draw uh, the interlocking circles using a compass. And when you get to seven of them, you can make this diagram. Um, and so uh, what we do is we color the, the opposite the one, where there's a, so say you're looking at the triangle upside down, there'll be another triangle opposite uh, on the outer ring, if you like, which will be a triangle the right way up. A reciprocal, that's right. So what we can do is we can put one, and we can put one over one in the other one, one over three, uh, one over two, sorry, one over three, then one over two, then one over one. And that gives us a reciprocal function now. And once again, one over th minus one over minus three is there, but it's blacked out. Yeah. So let, let's think. If I have this shape, let's say this is my data shape. Yeah. And you've got, you're holding a similar data shape. And so what I'm going to do is we're going to collapse that zero three. We're going to minus the speed of light out of it. Take the speed of light out. And what will happen is the shape will collapse into a five, and into a five, and it will collapse in two D space into three D space. 
and the corners will, will fold over and, and, and make a half shape of an icosahedron. So now what I have to do is I have to find another shape of an icosahedron and I just have to marry those one, two, three, two, one numbers in the right way, matching space to time. Um, and then I should have a code that can be broadcast in the right kind of way through the, through the antenna. And we're going to create, you know, I, I, we're actually going to create an icosahedral transmission function. The icosahedral transmission function is not really particularly recognized uh, in science, um, but we uh, recognize it in uh, geoscience because actually everything we do is expressed in uh, something called geometry. And it's one of the five platonic solids. And what's unique about this solid is that it has a, a midsection which can rotate. And that kind of shows you uh, kind of diagrammatically what we're kind of saying here is that once that midsection starts to rotate, you start to create a fourth dimensional torus. And... Um, we can generate, we can generate and manipulate that torus, um, by rotating the outer shell, if you like the outer numbers, and, and mixing up a code. And then we can tell the other icosahedron, we can mix those around and say, hey, look, this is how we're mixing it. And we could send a point, or we'll, what, speed of light number three or something like that, just to let it know our rotation function. And once it knows the rotation function, it can match that rotation function, and the numbers will match. And we'll get a transmission. But in between all of that, there's all those other options, which kind of, if you like, you know, confuse and flatten the line. And what we use those other options for is what we call, uh, we, we will we'll manifest the uh, infinity signature of the, of the number, actually, is what we're going to do. Uh, so whatever number it is we want to transmit, we're going to transmit it through the devolution code uh, by pumping in the number and finding how it devolves from zero to that number. And then we can uh, take the uh, initial initial numbers of that, yeah, and we can store those numbers as values in um, in base 10, as we said before. We can do all of that sort of stuff. And once we can do that, we can make different kinds of transmissions that will be more advanced and more secure. Because icosahedral technology is pretty difficult to crack, actually. Um, and so... Um, so yeah, what happens is you, you're just gonna we're just gonna rotate the signals, and then when they they're gonna they're gonna know how each one is rotated, they're gonna match the numbers up, and because all the numbers you've got six numbers here, you know, very difficult to uh, unravel if you time six numbers together, isn't it? Yeah, but if you know the code, you can untimes them very easily. So look, there it is. Um, we're just giving you a little bit of detail there about the broadcasting zero, uh, a little bit about cosmic background radiation and how all that stuff works. Um, which is why we can broadcast zero in the first place because of the nature of this radiation. We're going to use it at its natural state. We're not going to interfere with it. It's just like a carrier. We're just going to ride that wave at the speed of light. And it happens at 120 pi. And we can make compensations for that. But if we stick to the 120 pi, what we'll find is we can um, do something else, which is rather than adjust the calculation, which is quite interesting, you can kind of adjust the shape slightly. Um, and which is, you know, we can get into more when we talk about how uh, you know, atoms affect the background radiation and, uh, you know, the, the foam stuff that we're talking about, the quantum foam and the virtual particles and how they're manifesting in the quantum world. Okay, so that's it for this week. A little bit on uh, background radiation and the transmission or through the zero uh, function which is uh, a scientific constant well worth looking at and if you want to know more about that sort of stuff you know really go and look into some of Maxwell's stuff when he was discovering electricity and broadcasting and how it all works 
um, and so you can understand a little bit more about this uh, new dimension of the uh, electromagnetic waves we're, we're involving ourselves with. So, fantastic guys, thank you very much, and that's all for Colin Powell this week. Into Infinity, come check the website, and uh, if you want to know more, drop us a line, we're always happy to hear, hear in the comments and all that sort of stuff, and uh, we'll try and respond to as many comments as we can. Thank you very much, and have a great week. Bye-bye.